Welcome to The Review, a mini episode from the Full Dive Gaming Podcast. In The Review, we choose a single VR game, dive on into it, giving you a yay or a nay on whether we think you should buy it. In this episode, we are discussing apocalyptic survival shooter Into the Radius. Before we get too far into that, I've got to say a quick thank you to our sponsor, Asterian Products. They make some beautiful VR AR headset accessories. I got one of their customized stands in the background, and they're working to customize these for people who want them. So if you reach out to them, they might be able to get your logo on one. You just got to use code FULLDIVE10 to get 10% off on Amazon as well. I'm Jay Brat. I'm a VR YouTuber and streamer. Hi, I'm Lip Knox VR. I cover all sorts of side quest games on Oculus Quest and sometimes some regular store games like this one. <laughs> Lip, what exactly is Into the Radius for someone who's never heard of this game? So Into the Radius is this giant single player open world adventure game, and it's set all post-apocalyptically in the middle of this post-apocalyptic version of Russia. You basically, you have your guns and knife, your tools and your backpack, and you have to basically survive and upgrade and go through figuring out this whole storyline as it goes through. Pretty much, as the title says, head into the radius. Yeah, exactly that. And like any good survival game, this game does not hold your hand from the beginning as we as we do on the review here we're going to keep this as spoiler free as possible just letting you know but like when you get into this game you basically learn how to play the game by dying repeatedly you know just like minecraft even that's that's how it was in the beginning when people didn't have these huge tutorials you didn't know what to do you just had to go out and figure it out and figure out what killed you lip you actually played a little bit on pc this is on pc vr it's been on pc vr for like almost three years and then you got to try it some on quest now what did you think of it originally when you tried it on PC and how about the differences? So when I played it on, on PC, I remember being frustrated with it because it is a really complicated game and all the mechanics are very <laughs> complicated. I don't like you, you said there's no hand holding, but the opening of the game definitely gives you a good tutorial sense mm -hmm. of go here, go here. There's like white footprints on the ground that tell you where your next place is supposed to be at the start. And I don't remember that same level of help when I played the PC version. And I, <laughs> when I when I look back into it, I remember getting kind of frustrated and being like, I'm going to play this later kind of thing. It was a, it was a Vive Infinity title at the time. So I was going through and like, here's 30 awesome games. Let's download this, download this, download this. And it was one of the ones I played. And it would definitely seem like an awesome game. It just didn't have the time to go back to it. And honestly, I'm I'm glad that I waited till this version to play it because mm -hmm. it was all the more exciting to check it out on Quest 2. And l let's be honest, the visuals are the big difference between the two versions. And yeah. it was reassuring to just see it as a Quest 2 title without being overly jaded by how much better the PC version looks. That being said, though, when you look at the guns and your hands up close, it's still pretty, pretty high resolution. Yeah, yeah, they did a lot to cram a full open world game onto the quest two and if you see footage of this and you see pc it's very post-apocalyptic you know like ash is raining down and it's just real creepy and quest did their best to make it look like that you know there's a lot less ash raining down there's a lot less detail but yeah the close-up the guns in your hands all that looks really good and at 29.99 it's a lot of game now, quick disclaimer out there, neither of us have actually finished this game. I've spent over 25 hours in this game. I'm close. I've gotten to the last area. I'm on one of the last few missions, but this is a lot of game for 30 bucks. What was can you think of any other quest game you've spent 25 hours and not finished it in? Honestly, I, I, I feel like the longest quest game that I can think of is probably Resident Evil 4. Uh -huh. and, and even that's. You know, that's not as long as that. I would I would say like 
I remember back in like back when Walking Dead Saints and Sinners first came out for the quest. That was like a huge, huge game. And it's like, that's probably a 10 hour game. And I was like, well, this is this is huge. This is a lot of content. And, you know, looking at this game, it's it, it even with your your playtime, it feels like you could still put another 30 hours on top of that even mm-hmm. more just searching and gathering. And it's, it has such an open ended level of gameplay to how you explore and how you do everything that unless you've been in every single house, done everything, you haven't done it all. And there's incentive to go back to places. So, yeah, the, the lengthwise is just un- unbelievable. Like unless you're playing like an open ended experience, like literally Minecraft or something like that, Township Tales, like those kinds of games, you're not going to get anything more than 10 hours, let alone 30 hours. Like that's that's insanity. Yeah, yeah, so it's a lot. It's a lot of value for the dollar. And I should probably also go into the fact that like when I play a survival game, I'm kind of meticulous about it. So like in the mechanics in this game, you said they are kind of brutal. <laughs> uh, so like, for example, for those of you out there listening in most games, like the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, you have a gun and you find ammo boxes and to get your ammo box, you grab it in the walking dead and it shoots into your belt. And then from there on, all you have to do is drop your mag and pull out a new mag and put it in and continue playing. That's most games in the world, especially VR shooters. This game, you find a gun. And if you're lucky enough, it has a mag already in it. You cannot lose that mag, that mag. When you are done, when you pull, drop that, you're you have to pick that up, put it back on your belt because you're going to have to find bullets in a box and you're going to have to individually load bullets back into this mag to put back into the gun. And if the mag is old, it's getting worn out. It will jam up the gun sometimes and you have to recock it in the middle of trying to fight a monster. If you if you don't remember how many bullets are in the gun and you need to see, oh, is there one chamber? You can grab the chamber and just pull it a little bit back and see visually if there's still a bullet in the chamber or not. Like this is the most realistic gunplay in a game I have ever seen. Well, I was I was extremely surprised with the way the shotgun reloads because you literally have to use the like you're holding the gun or with the grip button. Then you have to use the trigger to individually pull the bullets off the side (laughs) of the gun and slide them in there. And when you're using that gun, you've got like I had this big shotgun guy chasing me around this construction area. And I'm like (laughs) just freaking out, trying to like grab bullets and load them in there. And I finally get in there. I'm like, okay, I'm good to go. Good to go. Boom. I missed the guy. And then I'm just like, oh, no, now we're now we're back in here. Reload, reload, reload. And that's (laughs) that's the thing that you are put in such tense situations because it does. It's not like there's one enemy there. These levels, these areas are littered with enemies everywhere and they all have different ways of attacking you like that spiny thing that like creeps up on you i hate that thing so much it's so (laughs) just constantly bombarding me i'm like shoot 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 miss 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 and i'm like and (laughs) and, and they put you in areas where it's like super dark and then Mm -hmm. you're like well i need to hold my flashlight well there's no possible way for me to hold my flashlight and reload the gun (laughs) yes you're you're suddenly put in this whole other tense situation with that and all the while like biggest thing in terms of like the gunplay is like you said you're not it's like you're loading the guns all these things but even afterwards when you go back to your base and you need to like clean your gun you need to like put the tissue on this rod thing mm-hmm. and actually stick it in the gun and clean it and it's like i've never seen any vr game go that far into the reality of how you would actually have to do it in this apocalyptic world and i mean the guns break there's all this thing you said with the ammo clips and that's that's the thing too is like if you're getting chased by something you don't grab your gun clip and have it ready to go you unload the other one to put it in your belt and then you grab one and put it in and all these extra steps 
just add that extra bit of tension, which causes me to miss because I'm all tense and like, oh, got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. And that is that is where I found this game. You, this this is where you're either going to like the game or dislike the game because <laughs> it the enemies aren't necessarily scary in themselves, but mm-hmm. the tension that the whole situation comes when you're trying to reload these weapons and that's you're stuck like that. Yeah, absolutely. It's and we'll we'll touch a little bit on the mechanics where there's so many mechanics to this game. But like the way the game works, you have your pistol harness on you. You've got pockets on your front where you have your different clips that you can store there. You have like a storage pocket where you can just shove anything quickly you find. They'll just stay there on your left hip. But then you also have your backpack, which you can put your big stuff in. Now, then you've got a pocket on each arm and a pocket on each shoulder. So like it's pretty common you keep your flashlight on one shoulder, your artifact detector on your other shoulder, a health booster on your arm, a grenade on your other arm. You know, you've got all kinds of equipment you're having to manually put on your body all over. And then you've got this big map thing with your missions on that you can also pull out. I mean, it is an intense level of inventory and then inventory management. When you go back to your base, there's basically tables and shelves and it's up to you how you're going to do this. Are you going to store this type of gun and its type of ammo? And there's like, I mean, there's got to be like 15 different types of ammo in this game because there's one type of bullet for an AK and there's one type of bullet for a nine millimeter gun. And there's one type of bullet for a 25 millimeter. It is crazy. The amount of stuff that's packed into this game, especially that it actually runs on the quest too. Did you have any glitches on the quest too? So I did have a pretty substantial frame rate drop mm-hmm. after that first area. When I started going into that big open area and they've got all the exploding things everywhere and like the, the frame rate, dropped hugely but i actually encountered another honestly it is a super unique to me issue but basically because i don't wear the facial interface Mm -hmm. the screen has a slight black edge mark it's a little box that sticks out of the right eye (laughs) and you can just see it in your peripheral vision just a little bit and I i i ignored it for the most part but i will definitely say that it for me i i didn't i didn't like that part and mm-hmm. at the same time, too, with the d- collision interacting with objects, you know, you can pull yourself up ways. But because of that, you know, you have a lot of times when you're trying to grab items and you're, you know, like pushing yourself or like mm-hmm. your whole body's moving around with it. And it it reminds me a lot of some of the earlier VR games that you played on PC VR where they did that kind of way of doing it, mm-hmm. where it didn't. Like with with Saints and Sinners, you feel like when you hit something, it like, you know, you've hit something and it doesn't really interfere so much. But this game, it felt like there was there was a lot of moments that I would go to grab something and it instead pushed me in a weird way and I couldn't get the object the right way. Now, that being said, a a lot of that was me not using the trigger properly to sort of because you have to you have to hold down the trigger and then press the grip button if you want things to like come at you. Snap to your hand. Yeah, snap to your hand. And and that was definitely something. That, you know, if, if I'm if I'm sneaking into an area to quickly get some stuff and I'm trying to put it in the backpack and all the things, it, it was a little bit distracting in a way that I had to use mm-hmm. the extra thing because I'm just so used to just every other game. Just grab it. Good to go. But uh, I will say, like, glitch wise, those those were the only two. Those are only like things that I actively noticed. The game never crashed on me. There was never any sound issues or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, and like graphically, I know it's not a very it's not the prettiest Quest 2 game, but there was no visual artifacts of any kind. Everything looked clear and sharp in the headset. 
Yeah. So something interesting, CM Games, the developer of this, it looks like on their website, they've made four other games, which were all just mobile games. Like this is their first foray into VR. And like you said, it kind of feels like VR games from a few years ago. This thing has been out on PC for a while. And I think that we're lucky on the Quest 2 because it came out on PC and they fixed it and they fixed it and they fixed it. And now it's finally out on Quest 2. But it's surprising that this company was able to make such a full and interesting VR game with like no experience, at least that I maybe they hired a developer. I don't know. But it was just shocking to me that there's this level of I don't want to say polish because it doesn't feel crazy polished, but just this depth to the game that it has. Now, like you, I had some bad frame rate drops. And the worst part was sometimes it was happening in the middle of a battle because too many enemies got in the same zone and the quest two couldn't handle it. And the frame rate drops. And when you're trying to fight something and reload your clips, it's already really stressful. So that sucked. And then in the menu, there's even an unstuck button. So if you get stuck in the ground somewhere, you go into the menu, you hit this button and it like resets your character and moves them. So they know that there's these glitches, obviously, because they put in the button to like help you get out of it. But there was one time where I fell through the floor and I ended up having to like save and reload. And luckily it, it just snapped right back to where I was. But like I was completely stuck in the floor. Even the unstuck button wouldn't fix me. So it's not a perfect game. It's not without a few glitches here and there well and then that's talk to go even further with the whole uh like saving feature thing this is one of those games that if you die out in the wild you lose everything in your backpack mm-hmm. so if you have this glitch thing happen and you die because of it like the frame rate issue it it really sucks and like yeah this game like you don't there's no free going to sleep and getting health you literally need to pay to get your health back up or find healing items well, that may have changed from the PC version because sleep does heal you now. Sleep does. OK, I didn't notice if sleep healed you or not, but I did notice that there's this like shower thing in your base. Mm-hmm. You can also and use that when you use that. It costs money. So I assumed I, I just I guess I assumed that if that existed, that this sleeping <laughs> wasn't healing me. But yeah, it, well, me. it, it does. But the, the other caveat to that is sleeping increases your hunger because you've been asleep. So yeah. you'll get your health back, but then you're now hungry. And if you don't have any food at your base, you're going to have to go buy food. So basically, we'll go through your base real quick. So I feel like that's the last mechanic we haven't really talked about. In your base, we said there's shelves and stuff for inventory management, but you have, it's like a whole factory is your base. You have your little trailer where your bed is, where you can sleep. There's some storage in there. And then there's your gun cleaning zone, which yeah, you got to fully clean guns to fix them. Unless in this other toothbrush. part, Yep, a little toothbrush and oil and a <laughs> ramrod. It's crazy, the mechanics of this gun cleaning. But then there's this other room where there's a health shower. So like in, it gets to a point in the game, you have enough money. If you want to buy things instead of doing them yourself, you can buy health. You can buy guns. You can buy ammo. You can pay to repair your guns instead of manually cleaning them yourself. Like it gets to a point where as long as you have enough money, you can pretty much make the game easier on yourself in that. And then lastly, the base has this big map and missions area where you choose your new mission. Some of them advance the story or if they're if you can even call it that. And then some of them are just to make money. That's kind of the whole game loop right there. But then from there, when you're in your base, time passes normally. Minutes are minutes. But when you go into the radius, a minute is like two or three seconds. And so the days go by really fast when you're inside the radius. And you have to move quickly. You have to get through the zone before it gets dark. Because once it gets dark, it gets a lot more dangerous, especially if you only have a hand flashlight at that point in the game. So everything about this game is trying to make you tense and worried and 
really struggling to survive. And it really ups that immersion at times to where you're like, I have to, I have to live. I can't lose all the stuff I found in my backpack. This trip took me too long and I found too much. I have to get back to the base. And it's, I mean, it's a game that I kept wanting to play. I wanted to get through it to review it, but I also just really wanted to keep playing, even though it can be tedious and there are some glitches and still some things to iron out. But this is my kind of game. For those of you out there who hear that and hate those ideas, it's, you're, the game isn't going to be magical to you if you hate inventory management. Like, that's just, it's not going to make up for that. But to me, I love Resident Evil 4 and the inventory management system in it, in the original game. I love survival games for the most part. So this was my kind of game. So I'm curious then, uh, have you ever played another game for VR that had this backpack inventory system? Because you would literally just drop the items in the space that occupies the backpack <laughs> and they just float there and you know, you're lazy, you could just have all the items on top of each other, which if mm -hmm. you're in some sort of scuffle and you need to get something fast, if you did that, you're not going to be having a good time. Now, that, like, have you ever yeah. played anything like that? That was a weird thing because there's been all kinds of everyone's trying to figure out inventory in VR still. And like Saints and Sinners, you have a backpack, but there's like pockets where things go. And like Shadow Legend on PSVR, which I really liked, you pulled out this chest in front of you. Same thing, it had pockets. This literally had like a square zone. And as long as a corner of your item was stuck in that square, it would stay there. So you could like have your gas mask hanging half out of your backpack. As long as it was in that square, then it snapped back to your shoulder, it disappeared. But as long as it was in that square, it would stay there. Same with your hip pocket. It was a very interesting system they did this way, but I could not believe how well the game like kept track of everything. Like if I put a freaking gas mask halfway in there and put it back and then 20 minutes later, I pull it back out. It was literally the same way I put it there. And same I at was, the base. I was really surprised by that. I was, I was yeah. like thinking as I put things in there that, okay, it's going to like auto adjust. I'm going to open this back up <laughs> after like a loading screen and it's going to be, you know, all super organized for me. And it's like, nope, no, it is not. You got to. You get back to the base and I'm just like, okay, chuck, 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 putting everything on the table. And it's just, wow, there's a lot of stuff all crammed in here. And, and yeah, the storage and all, is, is weight-based. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it is weight-based. So you can't just like stick everything in there. But like, I, I think the backpack system adds such a perfect level of this craziness the whole game is mm -hmm. where, you know, you're constantly trying to fight with everything. And the better you are at managing all these things all at once, the better you do in the game. Definitely, definitely. I'm glad you brought up weight because that was something we didn't touch on. So there's a weight mechanic. So every gun, every clip, every bullet you pick up adds to your total weight. And your character can sprint like most games, but you have an endurance bar. And that goes down as you run, as you sprint. And the more hungry you are, the less of that bar will refill, but also the more weight you have, the faster you will burn through that when you try to run. So it will get to a point where you've really been into the radius for a while and you filled up your backpack and you got like 40 kilos of weight on you. You can barely freaking move. <laughs> like you're trying to get back to the base with all your stuff and you're waiting for your sprint to recharge every few seconds, but you burn through your sprint really fast because you're so heavy. And then that adds to the fact if you get into a firefight, you can't run and you need to reload, you're in trouble. So it's basically over encumbered. Yep. Yep. Everything about this game is leading to you being worried about it. And I think that the last couple of things we didn't really touch on motion sickness is probably a factor. It's full motion. The frame rate yeah, no drops on you. No teleport. Yeah. So if you are someone who does not have your VR legs yet, probably not for you. Replayability, we've already said there's tons and tons you can do. You can keep going. The one thing that I wondered, and because I didn't quite finish the game, I, I still don't know. But the plot line, it's like you're kind of reliving through people's memories and learning stuff. But I never really found a coherent plot line in all of it. It's kind of like this mysterious radius showed up and we're trying to figure out what's in it, why it's here, what's happening. And maybe the ending concludes. I don't know. Even if I did, I wouldn't spoil it for you. 
but it it's not a, like a cut and dry plot line. It's you have to interpret what's happening, I would say. Well, there's lots of notes scattered amongst there mm-hmm. and tapes like audio tapes you can find and things like that that flesh it out. But I think let, let's be honest, when you're playing this kind of experience, you are so into the surviving part, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what this girl's telling you. You're like, I don't care. I'm worried about this guy coming <laughs> to kill me. You yeah. know, like I'm just sneaking in, trying to trying to not die, trying to <laughs> save my last three bullets so I can get through the thing. Um, yeah. But with with with, with story, I've, I've heard other people say it has a great story. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything that I played seemed good. The voice acting was good in that regard, but mm-hmm. I didn't latch on to any real understanding of what the storyline was supposed to be. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Don't know exactly what was happening. It has very, very extensive options menu. There's like Mm -hmm. you can change how your arm distance, like the the turning wise, you can literally turn so fast that you press the stick and you're instantly turned around or super slow. And like, I love when games have all those extra options to sort of customize the VR experience for yourself. But there was one thing I noticed that I haven't seen in other games was it had this like calibration for the analog stick rotate. So I guess based on if you had like a gun stock or something and you wanted you had your gun positioned in a weird way and you wanted the analog stick when you press to just to the right, maybe to be forward instead, mm. you could actually change that in the settings. And I thought nice. that was just they just thought of all these things. You could do virtual gun stock like it. Uh, but I will say with all those options, I did briefly try out seated mode out of just curiosity. And I, I think that they need that's that's one area that I would if you play this, if you need to play this game seated, I do not recommend this game. It mm-hmm. is way too hectic and you cannot grab behind you to grab the, the map book mm-hmm. thing. If you're sitting down in a chair that doesn't like that has a backing. Yeah. So I just found it had it had a seated mode, but the seated mode was basically just making me a little bit taller. And it was just it was not possible to reach down and grab the gun properly. To grab the book, to grab, you know, you can grab your backpack easily, but it was still I would not buy this one for seated. And I definitely would not buy this if you are not good at video games because played both the normal and the story mode difficulty and they were still super hard. Yeah, yeah, there is. It's it's just so surprising that a developer that doesn't have a ton of VR experience put all these options in and put so much intensity into the gameplay. Like this feels like if it was a little more polished, this would be one of the most AAA titles there is on the quest. If it just had those last few things ironed out. And just like you said, I kept wishing there was an option to move my map because the way I played this game, I had a seat behind me. I was usually standing, but sometimes at the base or if I was walking along a long map, I'd sit down to take a little breaks. So I was playing, you know, hours on end of this game. I was swapping battery pack after battery pack <laughs> to keep going. And it definitely was like if I was sitting down and I saw one enemy, I was like, I can handle this. Just even trying to get my gun was a nightmare. Just trying to grab it because it's like in my thigh when I'm sitting. So, yeah, good point. So so what would you say overall then with your time? Is this is this a yay or a nay for you? You ready for the countdown? Oh, I'm ready. Three, two, one. Yay. <laughs> yay. Yay from lip. Yeah, I'll get I'll get I'll give it the yay. I, I will say that uh, I hope that they do into the radius, too, and mm-hmm. they can just expand on all the things, make it a little bit easier from the start thing. And if you know, if there was one thing that they could add more into this uh, whole like world and in explaining kind of thing, it would just be more cohesive introduction to the storyline to figure out what's actually happening mm-hmm. so that you know what's going on. And I guess, you know, 
that being the second game, they'd have a lot more opportunity to sort of build upon the first game story. But definitely, definitely a yay. If you if you are good at video games and you like the style. Yep. Yep. That's that's a good point. I was going to say it's a yay if one, you have your VR legs and two, you're pretty used to how survival games work, because if you walked into this game with no experience in survival, you'd probably get too frustrated and quit like this game. You're going to have to invest some time. You're going to have to learn how to play the game. You're going to have to learn what these anomalies are and how they can damage you while you're playing because it's intense. But once you get past all that and you're just playing this game, you know what you're doing. It is by far one of the most full and intense games I've ever seen on the quest. So that makes it a pretty easy game. Yeah, def- definitely worth the $30. Yeah. <laughs> Do- dollar yeah. per a dollar per minute or a dollar per hour. That's that's how you that's get a, your money's worth. That's a good rate for a VR game. Well, if you're out and there you get the PC and you get the PC version, oh, too. Yeah. I don't know if we mentioned that we did. Yeah, we you- did mention that briefly. But yes, yes, you told me that this morning. If you buy the Quest 2, you can download it on the Oculus store on your PC and then play the PC game as well, which I yeah, kind of want to do because I want to see. I want to see that graphical difference now because I've only played on the Quest and the videos on YouTube look so much better than what it looks like to me. <laughs> yes. De- definitely, definitely the, the lighting seems to be a big factor. Yeah, I can imagine. Maybe Quest Pro will do it better. But if you're if you're out there and you have played into the race or you're thinking about it, come tell us in the Discord. I'd love to talk about this game. Obviously, there's a lot to it, and we had to stay out of spoiler territory as best as we could here. But I would love to get into it with you and get your interpretations on the plot line and hear from you there. But we want to say thank you for coming out and listening. And remember, if you're thinking about VR, it's time to just toy on in. Yeah.